Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 44. Now today, I'm talking all about introductions, why they're important, and how you can craft a really good introduction. Now before that, last week, I was sharing some thoughts about how to facilitate in difficult times. Do head over to episode 43 to hear what I had to say. As always, if you'd like to be a supporter of the show, you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes and the show notes as always available on my website, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 44. So now let's get on with today's show about introductions. So first of all, why are introductions important? Well, a good introduction is essential to foster a great group dynamic. It's essential on any type of program, whether you're leading a guided tour, an educational program, a 15-minute in-gallery discussion, or an online session. All of these will need an introduction. And if you take one thing away from this episode, it's this. Do not skimp on introductions. The opening minutes of any program are crucial. Allow enough time for your introduction. And the amount of time you spend will depend on how long your program is. Around five to ten minutes is good. So why is it important? So first of all, Have you ever heard of the five stages of group formation? So this model was invented in the 60s by Bruce Tuckman. And in his model, he identified the five stages through which groups progress. They are forming, storming, norming, performing and adjourning. So these are the stages that groups go through as they gel and come together and get to know each other in the context you are in. So whether that's in a museum or elsewhere, inside or outside, formal or informal. And the introduction is a key part of the forming stage. And this is where things are just getting started. So in the forming stage, the group is coming together everyone's getting to know one another and it's important to note that in this stage groups can be quite cautious with each other they're sort of working out how they fit into the group but on the whole people may also be feeling quite positive and looking forward to what's to come so at this stage group members are learning what to do how the group is going to operate what's expected and what's acceptable And it's your role as a facilitator, a guide, a docent or an educator to give them that orientation. Now, leading a successful programme is about more than knowledge. 
You're the leader of the group and you're responsible for group dynamics and for establishing a warm and enjoyable atmosphere. You need to place connection before content. You need to connect people to the purpose of why they're there. So maybe the goal of the session. You need to connect people to you and to each other. And you need to create a warm and inviting space. Now, also you need to establish trust. And the trust equation by David Meister explains how to build trust with others. According to this equation, there are three things that build trust. And I'm going to go through them for you. So first of all, credibility. So credibility is about the words we say and the skills or credentials we bring with us and the way in which others experience our expertise. So credibility is all about your content or knowledge expertise and your presence. The second is reliability. So this is more about the actions we take, our predictability, or whether we're going to do as we say we're going to do. So sort of keeping our promises Reliability is all about being dependable and consistent. And the third part of this equation is intimacy. And this means openness, people feeling that they can confide in us and they feel safe about what's to come, that they feel comfortable sharing and discussing with you. So the one thing that destroys trust is self-orientation. If people feel that you are motivated purely by self-interest or focus too much on yourself, then they won't trust us. And building trust is difficult if you're really focused on yourself or if you position yourself too much as the expert here. This is more about we than me. So what does all of this have to do with why our introductions are important? So when you have a great introduction, you're building trust, forming connections and building rapport. So there are four elements to a great introduction. Firstly, introducing yourself. Secondly, and this is optional depending on where you're working, introducing the organisation, so the museum or heritage site. Thirdly, learning about and connecting the participants. And finally, introducing the session and its goal. So let's go through each of these. So first of all, the introduction to yourself. Now, when most people introduce themselves... They give their job title. Sometimes they say their qualifications. Other times people may say who they work for. But these sorts of introductions don't tell us anything about who you really are. You're not just your job. So you want to use your introduction to genuinely connect with people. You want to describe your background and interests and how these shape your approach to your work. As we know, everyone leads a program differently. Now, in my Great Groups Dynamic class, I always get participants to write their personal introduction. 
And I think this is important because we rarely spend time on this. When did you last sit down and write your introduction to yourself? And it's a really important part of establishing trust. So I take them through an exercise which gets them to think about what they'd like to be known for, what they love to do, and the problems they and only they can solve. And it's really an exercise in communicating your enthusiasm, your passion for your job. So I really recommend to you to spend some time thinking about how you introduce yourself at the start of your programs. How do you convey what is uniquely you? And how do you use that to connect with your participants? Now, two to three lines is sufficient. This shouldn't be an essay. Two to three lines is enough to get people curious about who you are and why you do what you do. So moving on to the second part of your introduction. Now, this is applicable if you want to introduce the company or organization you're working for, or the one that you're representing. Now, the museum perhaps might have a standard way of explaining what they do and how they do it. And maybe you can incorporate this in your own words into your introduction. Again, two lines is sufficient for this unless your organization tells you otherwise. But think about what drew you to work for this organization in the first place. Think about why you like working at this organization. So number three, learning about and connecting the participants. So you want to get to know who is in your group. And as I said in the episode on how to read your group, Your goal at this point is to find out who's in the room and what their relationship is to each other. You want to find out everything you can about who's who in your introduction and what interest areas are important to these individuals. Now, if you can, find out any prior knowledge, any attitudes, and these valuable insights into their backgrounds will help you personalise and structure your program. Now remember you can use a few closed questions to draw out this factual precise information but don't ask too many because you don't want your participants to feel like they're being put on the spot or grilled. Now the final part is to introduce the program itself so that participants know what to expect in their time with you. So you could mention the theme or the ideas for the tour and perhaps share one or two highlights to build expectations. You want to give them a general idea of what they'll be seeing or exploring and how long it's going to take. And it's all about giving your participants an idea of what to expect. You could also add some statements about the type of program it's going to be. You could state that it's going to be an interactive experience and that you're discovering things together. And this is important because when you set the expectations for interaction at the start, you'll find that your group is more likely to participate. So set them up for active participation, not a passive experience of listening. Now, depending on the type of program, you might also want to mention any guidelines here too. Now, these are 
behaviours you want to encourage and those you might want to discourage. So you could say things like, all questions are good ones. We encourage you to ask questions, no matter how simplistic you might think they are. And depending on the type of programme, you might want to emphasise some behaviours more than others. So perhaps you might want to emphasise listening respectfully and not making assumptions. So that's some ideas for how to craft a great introduction and why it's important. As I said at the start, an introduction is essential for every programme because it builds that trust, it helps form connections and rapport. And it also sets the expectations for the programme too, so that everyone knows what to expect during their time with you. So use all of these four elements as a way of getting more interaction into your programme. First, introduce yourself, then the organisation, connect the group to you and each other, and share the theme of the programme and what they might be seeing or exploring. Now, I have a great class on group dynamics and building rapport that's available in my membership program if you want to really dive into this subject and learn all about great group dynamics. And I think leading great programs is about more than just knowing your content. It's about building connections too. And don't forget our new Facebook group, created specifically for podcast listeners. This is the Slow Looking Club. It's a great place for conversation and discussion about engaging with art, objects and life slowly. We'll have regular slow looking moments and I'll be sharing resources, ideas and tips for anyone interested in slow looking, whether it's for your personal enjoyment or in your practice as an educator. So do let me know what tips you've learned today and how you introduce yourself on your programs. I'm curious. You can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum. Thank you so much for listening today. That's it for this week. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.